from PRX. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcaster. I really appreciate you uh, being here, whether you're a regular listener or you're new. Uh, this podcast is a bit different. I hope it can help you keep you company, take your mind off stuff, or put you to sleep. Uh, whatever you're looking for, it does, you know, do, do, the structure's a little bit different, the show's a little bit different, but I really appreciate that you're here. And uh, I wish I could say more, but I think it's time for me to get on with the show. Uh, and here's a couple of ways, uh, because it's a sleep podcast, we do try to do this up front. Uh, these are the ways we're able to keep the podcast free for everybody. All right, everybody, this is Scoots here, and this is where I kind of talk about support for the show. You've probably been hearing me. So here's the thing. I'm only trying to get this message out to one out of 100 people. Like, if if you're that one out of 100 people, you're a regular listener, sleep with me. You get a lot out of the show. You listen to it on a regular basis. It makes your life better. That's 100 people, right? 100 regular listeners. I need one of you. Are you that one person who's willing to support the show right now, go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus or set an alarm or a reminder right now to do it tomorrow. I don't know. Are you that, think about it, if you're that one person or not. And then if you are, I'm going to pause for a second and, and give you a second to uh, do one of those three things. Because if you're that one person uh, who's going to take action. You have the power to change the trajectory of the show, like the future of Sleep With Me in 2025, for you and 99 other people. It's kind of like you're getting insurance for your sleep and your you know, peace of mind at bedtime. You're supporting your boyfriend, but you're also supporting it for the other, other 99 people. So you might support the show for that if you're that one person. You might be that one person who wants more. You want all intro episodes. You want all night episodes. You want cool bonus episodes. You want ad-free episodes. But I hope you're that one person out of 99. If there's 99 people that are like, no way not interested, somebody else will do it. That's fine. I just need one person. So are you that one person who's willing to support the show? If you are right now or tomorrow, send a reminder and go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. That's sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. If you're not in a position to support the show, don't worry about it. I'm on it. Your boyfriend is working on it. And we're here to keep you company and put you to sleep. And thank you so much uh, for counting on us to do that for you on a regular basis. Uh, thanks and good night. All right, everybody. You're going to want to hear about tonight's sponsor because it's a new way to listen to sleep with me in bed. I don't know how you're listening to the podcast right now. You know, you may have some earbuds stuck in your ears, which you lose in the middle of the night. Maybe you have a bedside speaker. Maybe you're playing it right on your phone speaker. It's keeping your partner awake. However you're listening, you're probably listening in a way that wasn't designed for bedtime. So now imagine for a second, you're snuggled up in bed, totally relaxed, your ear nuzzled deep in your comfy pillow, and you're hearing Scooter's voice played back to you. No painful earbuds, no tangled wires, just total comfort in the sounds you love. 
Well, imagine it no more. This is exactly what tonight's sponsor is here to help with, and it's called the Sleep Bar. The Sleep Bar is an advanced under-pillow speaker that turns your pillow into the comfiest earphone ever. It has a customizable shutdown timer, a huge battery that lasts multiple nights, and bone conduction audio that won't wake your partner. It's perfect for sleep with me. It's got everything you need to transform your bedtime listening. And they've given our listeners a limited number of 20% off codes. So head to Dusker.com. That's D-U-S-K-E-R.com. Dusker. And enter the code SLEEPWITHME20 to claim yours. That's one word, SLEEPWITHME20, at Dusker.com. You got to get one of these. I have tried it out. I bought one of these when I first heard about it. And it is absolutely amazing. Perfect for sleep with me. Perfect for when you're sharing your bed or your room with somebody and they don't want to hear your audio. Uh, I absolutely love it. So check it out and use that code. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody. It is time to talk about the mattress I sleep in nightly. And tonight's sponsor, Helix, Helix Sleep. Take that quiz at helixsleep.com slash sleep. And oh, how do I love my Helix. And not only do I love my Helix, my family members love their Helix. It just stayed at a family member's house uh, and I saw my uh, nephew Daniel had a Helix. I believe his parents have a Helix Sleep too. So it's just so refreshing to know that I'm not the only one enjoying uh, sleeping on mine. But each one of us is different, right? And that's why Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, uh, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection. There's mattresses for big and tall sleepers, even a mattress made just for kids. And the way you know which mattress is going to be best for you, the way you sleep, and your body is to take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. That's helixsleep.com slash sleep. That personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. And Helix knows you want to get to know your mattress, right? And you get to sleep on it in your own home. They offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. And since everybody's unique and everyone sleeps differently, Helix has different mattress models to choose from, designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. There's models with memory foam for pressure relief if you sleep on your side, responsive foam to cradle your body if you're a stomach or back sleeper. And way back when, when I took that Helix sleep quiz, I got matched with the Helix Dusk. I chose the Helix Dusk Lux. You know, I sleep on my stomach. I sleep on my side. I like to be cool. I love this mattress. Anytime I travel... I'm counting the days to get home and get in my Helix bed. And Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash sleep. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. That's helixsleep.com slash sleep. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody, it's time for the Sleepy Supporter Zone. It's the one part of the podcast I need you to hear. These are the listeners who support the sponsors, keep the, keep the show free for everybody. So I wanted to thank a good friend of the show, Melissa and Christine, who supported Four Sigmatic. Uh, Melissa also turned me on to another uh, kind of coffee latte that I'm going to have to check out from Four Sigmatic. And then uh, Cove, I want to thank uh, Sarah, Melanie, uh, Debbie, and uh, Henrika, who all uh, were, had uh, questions about Cove and how to, uh, how to check out Cove. And then I wanted to thank Jill, Jonathan, and Robin, who uh, let Delta know they saw the podcast on their flights. So thank you so much for that. If you want to be a part of the Sleepy Supporter Zone, support a sponsor, then tag them in a social media post to let me know about it, let them know you found them through the show. 
That's how we keep this podcast free for everybody. So thanks, Robin, Jonathan, Jill, Henrika, Debbie, Melanie, Sarah, Christine, and Melissa. This is the end of the Sleepy Supporter Zone. Oh, Mystery Bart, a lot of people help out on the show. Who are they? Chris Posty Poster Song. Sounds like a near fall. Wrote the theme song. Edits episodes. Carl W. The Lecture. Also edits episodes. Kenny Scotty and Jennifer. Runner, 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 runner. Eric and the team that is down on the website. I am the Mystery Bart. I do the lullabies, yeah. I do commissions at JonathanMan.net. I'll write a song for you. Any reason at all. You see the kindness shine straight on through When the listeners form their own Facebook group Keith, Stacy, Sarah, Julie, and Jennifer These are your moderators Get support, dear Scooter, on Patreon Buy the merch and support the sponsors You can find anything you want At sleepwithmepodcast.com And we're so proud Thanks, Mystery Bard. I'm at Dearest Scooter on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. Uh, that's where you can find me. And in this holiday season, uh, let somebody know about a podcast you enjoy. Show them, you know, family, friends, coworkers. Show them how to show them on their phone how to subscribe and check out podcasts. Uh, that it's free, and there's hundreds of thousands of wonderful podcasts out there. Great way to share some holiday spirit. Can you imagine? There's people out there. They, 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 they either don't know about podcasts or they just don't know how darn good they are. So share some podcasts with the people you love this holiday season. Uh, thanks, everybody, and let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed and turn out the turn out the lights. Why did I say turn out? I almost mispronounced lights. Uh, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, you know, things you're thinking about, uh, physical sensations, anything you're feeling in your body, or emotionally you're experiencing. Uh, it could be other stuff, you know, external stuff. Uh, it could be, I don't know what it could be, like uh, breathe, you know, snoring, breathing, travel, work schedules, temperature. Here's one we would have never predicted. Like it could be TikTok, like it could be a clock TikToking, like maybe you're visiting somewhere. I didn't mean to bring this to your attention, uh, but it is one of those things when I'm in a guest room. Or, you know, somewhere that I have to usually deal with is the tick-tock of a clock, uh, you know, because my, my brain won't stop. And, and then I say, well, well, you know, then I have to deal with it. Uh, but nowadays there's also tick-tock, which I'm sure, like, that's what, like, uh, well, the use of tick-tock doesn't span generations. I mean, it does. Uh, it probably anybody within like that's TikTok adjacent, which would be parents, grandparents, uh, pop culture. What is it? What pop culture? Media gadflies. I'm not 100% sure what that means, but they probably are like uh, 
so that that's a new TikTok. You see, like, holy, what, it's spelled differently. Actually, I don't know how to spell TikTok on the clock, uh, but it, like the TikTok, the app, uh, or, or whatever, the, the platform. Of course, I'm sorry, TikTok. I didn't mean to refer to you just as an app. Uh, um, that could also like so, so. There's like I don't know. I love it when the language expand. I mean, I, like I don't think uh, it's exact. Like exactly what people said when it's like, oh, the expansion of language and meaning. Uh, but in this case, you say, well, like maybe it's something you could share with a relative. You say, well, the TikTok and of a clock's been keep, TikTok's been keeping me up, and I say, oh yeah, oh boy, can't stop watching it. Right, I, like. Uh, can't get enough of that sweet, sweet, and they say, no, 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 the clock in the other room. And I say, oh, okay. What's it, what's, t- what's that TikTok you're talking, well, don't, you don't want to know because, uh, uh, and then I'm also thinking, who, you know, do, does my kid use TikTok? So anyway, okay, so, so whatever's keeping you awake, sorry about that. That was an early tangent. Uh, hi. Uh, so whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. And create a safe place where you, ha- you know, where where you could set that aside. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use these lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. But believe me, uh, like we, ju- we just witnessed w- one or two, yeah, the, the superfluous tangents, you know, misfiring metaphors, extra words, mis, you know, misusing. You say, well, Scoots, that's actually, you've never heard someone get uh, intergener- intergenerate, however you say that word, intergenerational uh, use of TikTok wrong and all. And I say, well, that's what I'm here for. And it's like, so, so whatever's, what I say, oh, I'm going to try to, I'm going to use those techniques and other ones, including just going on and on and not getting to the point. Uh, but I'm really, what I'm really here to do is keep you company. Now, if you're new, you might already be like a little bit dismayed. Another word I don't think I've ever, this may be the first time I've used dismayed in a, uh, the podcast intro. So I'll try not to get distracted by breaking apart dismayed, because that also is a word uh, that I really could have some fun with. But since you're a new listener, I want to take some time uh, to to let you know a couple things. One, yeah, this show's a bit different. It's kind of something you you don't quite passively consume it, but you do passively consume it if you so choose to. Or, you know, like... uh, you you do one thing less than passively consume it. So it just kind of like go, I don't know. I'm trying to take you on a journey where you can drift off at any point, I guess, like walk at your side. But at some point, these mystical, you know, the mystical powers of sleep kind of just have you drift away from me. And I've noticed with new listeners, a few different things uh, that uh, it can throw them off. One is me and my cre- creaky dulcet tones. Uh, and a lot of listeners say, give it a few tries. It eventually you get used to it, uh, or some people like it right away. And, you know, the second thing is that I really don't get to the point or make a lot of sense. And it's a little bit goofy. So that's another thing. But kind of see how it goes. I'm your friend. I'm your boyfriend. I'm just here to keep you. I'm like the bedtime jester without the, like all the, like without the, th- the hat with the bells on it, of course. Or the shoes with the bells on it, uh, because what would the, how would that help you sleep? Uh, 
So that's another thing. Then structurally can also throw new listeners off uh, because the show is structured a bit differently than most normal things and most sleep things. So the show starts off with a few minutes of business. Uh, that's how we keep it free for everybody. And then uh, there's the intro, which is around 12 to 20 minutes or so of me rambling. But that's what, like, at least when you're a new listener, you say, well, is it rambling? What is he doing? Is he talking about the podcast? Uh, and it's more, uh, it's just a monologue, as they like to say, heavy on the log. In uh, the mono, if it stands for monotone, uh, because to, like where the whole idea of the intro is that it eases you into bedtime as you're getting ready for bed, or as you're in bed unwinding. So this isn't a podcast that is like instantaneous. Uh, it, it takes a while. In, in my my experience, like I'm looking to help you get, 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 like ease off into dreamland. I wish I had, you know, if I had another pod, I mean, I'd be like, I would be a trillionaire if I had a podcast that was like, uh, you know, one, two, three, four. That's the next time I say dismayed after that time that I just said it, you'll be asleep. Uh, did I mention this is the podcast? Oh, that, I almost said dismay, which is not what should put you to sleep just when I say dismayed. And that would be the end of the podcast. I mean, that would probably be behind a paywall or something because you'd say, okay. Uh, but so that's, uh, this podcast eases you into bedtime, like a friend telling you a story uh, and keeping you company to take your mind off of stuff. So that's the beginning of the show. Then there's some business. Then there's uh, tonight we'll be covering, uh, hello, new show, Mandalorian. So we'll be covering the first episode of The Mandalorian. And, you know, man, like, there's so many, you know, boring fits right in there. So, man, you're boring me, or whatever you want to say. So that's it. Like, so that's the structure show. Then there's some thank yous at the end. So that's one thing that can dismay, leave you dismayed, just in case that first dismay didn't work. But what else if you're a new listener? This is a podcast you don't need to listen to, so you could just barely kind of listen. Because a couple of questions might come up with Mandalorian. One, are you going to spoil it? And I'd say, well, for episode one, I will not, like, I will not, I mean, I'll spoil some of the plot points and stuff, but not the one, like, I won't spoil the one thing that would actually spoil the episode. So I won't do that. I haven't watched episode two yet, so I don't even know uh, what's coming. Uh, so I won't spoil it, but you, don't, but you, you, you won't remember. You say, I don't recall a... Uh, I mean, I'm mostly talking about the stuff that came up and then researching things that I thought about. So it's not like a critical analysis of The Mandalorian, nor is it a... I don't know. I haven't recorded the episode yet, so I don't know exactly how it's going to go. I mean, I have a lot of notes. I've watched the first episode four times, so maybe I'll watch it one more time before I record it, and then while I record it, I'll have it running. So it'll be more of like appreciating the details and getting curious is what I expect, because uh, there is a lot to take in, and, and, and saying, well, actually, I did enjoy this. I wasn't expecting it. So don't worry if you've never seen it. You, you, here's the thing: if you don't intend to see it, might as because some people with the TV things they say, "Well, I'm not a fan of that show," and I'd say, "Well, that's that means you're perfect for it." Uh, 
where I say, well, I'm, I'm worried about being spoiled. I'd say, well, that's a, that's a legitimate worry and concern. But I've rarely heard people say, holy cow, when I, you know, like ideally you're asleep for it, right? You know, probably be pretty enjoyable because in this case, it's like a 45 minute, the episode is about 45 minutes, and but I'll be talking about for 50. Uh, but I'll probably also be talking about some research I did about, huh, what's up with that? Uh, so I wouldn't worry, like, you, it's, it's understandable you'd be concerned, but just kind of see how it goes. I think I always like him, like, I guess I look at it, I try to look at it from your point, but I don't want you to miss out on uh, on some sleepy stuff. So I guess I'm like trying to speak to speak to your concerns uh, in a respectful way. I hope I did that. Uh, but, but like, uh, so that's uh, then. So that's the structure. What was I saying? You don't need to listen. I think I was saying that, and I think I made that point pretty strongly. Also, no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here for about an hour to keep you company as you drift off. So. I guess that's uh, yeah. I'm going to be here to to keep you company. Like so, if you can't fall asleep. I'll be here till the very end for you. And if you do fall asleep, that's great too. I'll be here talking whether you're awake or asleep or you listen to the episode in segments. Uh, those are all pretty common things to do. So uh, that's what to expect. The reason why I make the show is, you know, I, I, I have trouble falling asleep. Getting to sleep. Do you have trouble getting to sleep, staying asleep, uh, the other stuff? Oh, yes, I do. So I make the show because I know how, you know, the reason is because I know how it feels there. That's why I call it the deep, dark night, whether it's at 10 p.m., you know, whatever time it is, at least for me, uh, it's not easy. I'm trying to use softer words, but the, but the biggest part of the show for me, and I guess the reason it tries to be a little bit fun and silly and goofy is because I'm, I'm really familiar with the bedtime dread. And I'll never forget when it was at its toughest would be like, I would start thinking about uh, falling asleep on Sunday before the sun went down on Saturday uh, and and thinking about Monday when I was in school. So like, I don't like, that's not, I don't like, I don't think anybody deserves that kind of bedtime dread, right? You deserve a a safe place where you could fall asleep. And and if, uh, and if that's not quite possible, because that is like a, is is at least you, you could could have someone here to take your mind off stuff and keep you company. That's the role I'm trying to fill, and that's why I use those terms: boar friend, boar bud, boar bay, boar sib, boar bestie, boar bra, borian. You know, maybe that'll be a new. I don't think that's quite as catchy as because they have Mando in the show, which sounds nice. Uh, though I don't think it's a nice term in the show. It may be a little bit pejorative. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'd have to ask a Mandalorian that question. But, uh, Borean, uh, like, I guess Borbud, you know, Borbud is fine. I, I mean, I think that's more, because you say Borean, is that like anything like, like, a Dorian Gray? I'd say, no, I don't think so. And I'd say Dorian, Dorian the Borean, you know, now we're talking. Borean, Dor Borian, have you met my children, Dorian and Borian, Lorian? Though everyone says, is that then the same name as somebody from like those, uh, like Tolkien books? No, Tolkien, Tolkien books, Tolkien. Well, do, okay, so it's Borian, Dorian, and Laurelin. No, it's Lor. 
I forgot, it's a, because it's an imaginary child of mine. Lorian, I think it was, uh, or maybe that was the actual person in the, um, were they in the fellowship or where? I don't remember. Are you sure it's not Lorelei? Yeah, I'm sure. Wouldn't rhyme with Dorian and Borian and Lorelei. That would be, wait a second. I like the way, you know, I don't know if I like the way that sounds. You know, if I ever, if ever, if I'm ever in a, like a familial relationship with an elf uh, or an elven person, a person of elven descent, uh, I'll think about that. Is it, was any of the, like, okay, don't bring up Legolas because I'm like too far afield because I don't even know. Oh, I'm just here to be your boar bud. I guess that's what I was saying. Dorian, Borian, Lorian, uh, Lorelei. Legolas, meet the listener. They're just we're just here to keep them company and help them fall asleep, huh? Isn't that nice? Uh, no, no, please, no Elvin singing right now. That's uh, too contrasting with the podcast. Lorelai, Legolas, uh, yeah, just go for. Why don't you just go climb? Yeah, go climb some trees. That's a great idea. Oh no, no, no! Don't sing a tree tree climbing song song while you're climbing the tree. So thank you. No, no, leave on the mystical lights. That would be terrific. I was watching the extended edition of one of those, maybe like four months ago. I don't know why that popped in my head. It's just Dorian and Borian and Lorian. So of course, Zorian, Antorian. Yeah, if I mean, it takes a village. Am I right? Uh, oh, you don't want to live in a village where everyone's name rhymes with yours. Oh, Dorian, maybe you should become an author. Okay. Anyway, I'm here to keep you company. Take your mind off seven. Help you fall asleep. Uh, that's why I'm here. Uh, if you're new, it's perfectly understandable to be uh, dismayed. Hardy har har, maybe that put you to sleep. Uh, or skeptical. A lot of people come into the show skeptical or not sure. Or, you know, temperature neutral. Uh, so see how it goes. I don't know how many, we have like thousands of reviews. And, and that, like in almost every review... It uh, says it took a few tries before I got used to it, uh, and now I use it every night or whatever. So see how it goes. There's no pressure to like the show. I, I can only hope it helps you fall asleep. And if it doesn't work for you, you can always check out sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. There's other sleepy stuff there. Uh, but I think that's it. I'm really glad you're here. I work very hard. I yearn and I strive, and I really want to help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we keep this show free for everybody. All right, everybody, it is time to talk about tonight's sponsor, ZocDoc. And we all know, right, there's things in your life you don't want to compromise on. Like if you're looking for an apartment, you don't want to have a loud upstairs neighbor who like does clogging or tap dancing or plays the drums. And you do probably want something with good parking that's walkable. But when it comes to your health, there's no compromise. You don't want to go back to a doctor that you feel like isn't listening, that's scrolling on their phone, reading the news. You're like, hey, I'm talking about this thing. It's important to me. I want to be heard. The only reason you're with them is because they were assigned to you or they were the only doctor you could find that took your insurance. 
Well, there's an alternative, ZocDoc. It's a place where you can find and book doctors who make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance. So there's literally no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. You don't have to wait on hold with a receptionist. All the docs have verified reviews from actual real patients. And we're talking about booking appointments with tens of thousands of top rated, patient-reviewed, credible doctors and specialists. And I've tried ZocDoc. I've looked for eye doctors on there. I love hearing from listeners who move to new areas, get new insurance, or are just looking for that no compromise solution. So I've used it before. Tons of listeners have. You should check it out too. So go to ZocDoc.com sleep and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com, Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash sleep. That's ZocDoc.com sleep. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody. I want to thank Clareton, tonight's sponsor, for supporting this episode and provide me with some samples. You know, I suffer from seasonal allergies. Not only do they get in the way of me living my life, they get in the way of me making this podcast to put you to sleep because when those allergies are really kicking in, I sound weird and I do not feel good at all. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. The double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. And that's what I like about Claritin D. It covers all those bases. For me, I love the relief from the runny nose and the sinus pressure. Holy cow. Those two things combined. I'm, I'm like the, the worst two symptoms I have at the exact same time. So I love the relief that Claritin brings. And I've been taking Claritin D this spring for this allergy season. And it's been a game changer because I can go out on my runs and on my trail runs and not have to worry about, am I going to be able to record the podcast tomorrow? Because my nose is running and my sinuses are clogged. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody, Scoots, it's time for a, a new series we're going to be covering. Uh, I don't I actually I have no idea how many episodes they're putting out. I think either six or eight or five or ten. And so just to give people like an idea of what to expect, I actually don't know when this episode's going to be coming out. I'm still trying to balance uh, the good place uh, uh, before like the, the first half of the good place season. Uh, but basically it looks like how the sh- uh, schedule's shaping up for the um, – between, I guess probably when you're hearing this would be December of 2019 through the kind of the spring of 2019, I'm expecting. But again, things do change. You do try to plan a lot of this out pretty far ahead of time, uh, just so I can have the episodes there in a consistent basis for you. So the way I'm anticipating it happening is that from December uh, to to, to, Jan- to December 2019 to December January 2020. 
uh, covering the Mandalorian. Uh, then when the Good Place, the last uh, three, two, three, four episodes of the Good Place run, we'll cover them. And we'll kind of see what that release schedule's like, if we'll do back-to-back, like, uh, you know, we'll see how the Good Place coverage develops. I just don't know, like, uh, actually the team, uh, the, the PR team there is gracious enough to, to usually give me a little bit of early access to the, the, those episodes, uh, which is a gigantic help. So I really appreciate that. Uh, so it just kind of depend on what I get to see in, in the production schedule. Uh, then we'll finish out The Mandalorian. Uh, then we'll do some track. Uh, I have, uh, I think, four episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation done. What I'll do is record two more. Uh, not until probably sp- or like a late winter, early spring of 2020. And then we'll run those six uh, tr- Star Trek episodes, and then we'll do about six episodes of Doctor Who. And I don't know where that'll leave us, uh, so we'll kind of see. Uh, but that's kind of what to expect, uh, I guess, through the s- s- summer, actually, and maybe the w- fall of uh, 2020. And then, depending on how schedules are, we'll uh, do Good Place Season 2. Uh, interspersed with uh, uh, who in Next Generation I'm, I'm anticipating, but I can't be positive about any of that. Uh, so I guess that's what's coming up. But tonight what's coming up is we're covering Season 1, Episode 1, uh, or Chapter 1. I don't, yeah, it just has a, the only title is Chapter 1 of The Mandalorian. Uh, it is on uh, Disney+, Plus, and uh, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's a, a service that a lot of people are checking out. Again, this will be, you don't need to have seen The Mandalorian. You don't have to be a fan. Whether you are a Star, Star Trek fan, a Star Wars fan, or a fan of neither or both, uh, it shouldn't impact you too much. Uh, I'm on, uh, what do you call that, embargo as far as uh, this, like you kind of learned from the last season of Game of Thrones. I'm on a media embargo. So I'm not consu- I'm trying not to consume any any not, not even media any commentary about uh, Mandalorian at all. Uh, so I really don't know what the critical response has been or the fan response. I mean I know that uh, it can't be easy making something. You know Star Wars it, it comes with a lot of extra expectations, and I, the last so I watched the first episode five times I think. Uh, Either four or five times. This will be I'm running through it now, and then I've watched for pleasure the second episode. I watched that last night. So, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it, and I think it's perfect for the podcast. Uh, especially, uh, it kind of has a perfect uh, running time. It's a flexible running time, and I think by doing one episode at a time. Before, I was wondering if we would pack two episodes into one episode of Sleep with Me. But I think, and to just to try to get it lined up with the releases. But what I'm going to do is just do a slow spread of these because there's a lot of stuff I can research, uh, which is, it hasn't been necessarily possible with some of the other series um, recently. And then, um, uh, what else? Oh, one other thing I think with the research is I don't think I'm going to do any Star Wars research. Uh, like, I'll just research other subjects. Like, so if I'm wondering about uh, Calamari Flan, uh, I'm going to leave it to the show to, to, to exposit that for me. I mean, that one's pretty obvious. I was, well, except for, is, that, is the coin, are the coins made of ice? I don't think so, because they would have melted. And I don't necessarily looking for the answer, because they, they think uh, 
right now, the Star Wars-related universe is so vast, but I, I like being taken on the journey uh, that the team uh, behind the Mandalorians taking me on. So I don't really know a lot about Mandalorians. I would consider myself a fan of Star Wars, but not a super fan, um, though, I mean, I probably consume more than a, like uh, an average, I would say, yeah, fan, not a, a passerby. So I've seen all the movies multiple times. I've read some of the bo- extended universe books, but not a lot of them. Uh, I've read some of the comic books. I've seen some, a few episodes of Star Wars Clone Wars and maybe one episode of one other series, though that may change. I may watch some of those for fun. Uh, so with that, let's get into the content here. I'm going to hit play uh, and start reading. Uh, what does that say? Ouchful HD, new Star, new oh, new Star Wars. I don't know what that says, uh, but the, 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 oh, maybe that's a Disney Plus thing. New Star Wars Marvel type uh, opening, uh, which flashes a helmet. It goes to Vader, BB-8, uh, C-3PO, Kylo, R2, then maybe a rebel and a trooper. And then Mardo, I don't know what that says. And then the Star Wars, and then we have a beeping, beeping, beeping. Uh, We see left hand holding something, uh, snow flurries. Uh, The title comes up. uh, Oh, no, that's tile. I didn't look. I I, I thought that's title, but it's just, uh, I said, huh, it's like one of these tile things. Uh, Somebody's looking for their phone or something. I mean, I think we see it's a Mandalorian. Uh, they put it. They put it in their belt. We see about six buildings. There's lights on the roof, uh, like a like a kind of a Arctic village. Uh, uh, yeah, Mandalorian. Uh, then we see this green fish-like person or being and two perfumers uh, or perfume suppliers. They're looking to make a wholesale deal with this. Uh, uh, fish-like being, the door opens. Uh, this they uh, hit the WTF. Uh, they said, "Don't let the cold out," uh, because they said you don't have uh, like an airlock or what. I learned just this morning doing the research: a vestibule is the proper term. It really seems inefficient. Uh, I mean, it, it was cool, but uh, it just said maybe they could use my consulting on this uh, uh, exoplanet. Uh, so we'll talk about those vestibules later. Very cool music right away. And I mean, holy mackerel, uh, music really, and, and the sound effects. Uh, it did, It did. when I was first doing my research, I said, maybe we'll do a side-by-side side, side with Boba Fett. Uh, but I decided against doing too much Star Trek research. Uh, but they are different. Uh, very different, I'd say. Mando spills a, one of the um, perfumer's drinks. Uh, the bartender's stressed out about the whole thing. Uh, we kind of get the first hint of this this thing called Beskar Steel, which is going to, it seems like it's going to have a lot of meaning in this. Uh, uh, and that's kind of some of the armor that the Mandalorian wears. Uh, that doesn't say mistletoe, cool lemon more. Uh, but I think it, it's like a cool move. Uh, uh, cool, learn more. Mistletoe, cool, lemon, more. Or uh, I think that there's like all these moves. Uh, yeah, there's like just cool action. Yeah, then I said part fish man, heartfelt gratitude, bounty puck. Uh, uh, then three three minutes and 14 seconds. I'm already past there. Let's get back to that. Uh, 
Uh, there's the title at 324, 315, 309. Look, uh, must be some mistake. Uh, I could get you more credit. Oh, oh, I know what it is. There's like, uh, uh, in the windows, there's like bottles and, uh, what are those things called? Like fishing, uh, like uh, fishing nets or something uh, in the window behind the fish dude. That's what it says. Uh, warm or cold. Oh, that's what he says to the fish person. Uh, and they put, fro- you know, co- is frozen in carbonite cold or warm? And then the title. And then there's more music as they're walking off. Uh, gray skies. They go to a taxi stand. And this being we've seen before who works at the taxi stand uses a piccolo or a recorder to call taxis, which I liked. Uh, very efficient. And uh, we learned the Mandalorian does not like working with droids. Uh, there's a lot of uh, speeders. Uh, we hear the term Ravenax or something. Uh, oh, the speeders are a bit like hovercrafts. Oh, we heard, heard about gray holes, which I think is like gray water uh, that people just dump, just like cruise ships, which is caused to the Ravenax and, and, uh, to kind of come closer or something. And then I think the fish person mentions a celebrity cruise or something. And then they paid, the Mandalorian pays cash for the cab ride. The cab ride goes out. Then it's like a little bit like the movie Beetlejuice with Ravnak or whatever, which is a tusk-based creature. Uh, I think the fish person says, thank Farrick, uh, which must be their god or someone they're thanking. Uh, very nice helmet. Uh, they put nothing shocking. Uh, let's see. They make some. Then they get on the Mandalorian ship, which is not impressive to the fish person. Uh, they make small talk, razor crust. I don't know what that was. Pre-Empire. Do you never take off the helmet? Uh, back tube, which is like their uh, bathroom. He says, can I use your back tube? I got to empty the thorax. You think this was maybe good to establish in the first episode that there's no camera, like security cameras, at least on the Mandalorian ship? Because, uh, or maybe there is, I guess, I don't know. Uh, but the fish guy, he starts wandering around. There's no toilet seat. He seems to be wearing some kind of flight jacket or flight suit, uh, uh, like like a, like an old school one you'd see. So he talks about Life Day and Solstice. Someone on a podcast said that Life Day is in November. Um, I'm not positive about that. We see all other carbon buddies. Uh, the dude says, yeah, I guess I'm not a... As smooth as I thought it was. And the Mandalorian says, nope. And he says, I got an onboard carbonite machine. Yeah, then we head to a new music, new planet, uh, more new music. Uh, there's cloudy but blue skies. Uh, it looks, uh, what does it say? It looks cold. They go to a bar, a throwback Star Wars bar. Um, very classic Star Wars, very dark. Uh, we meet Carl Weathers, who was the head of the guild. He says, did you catch them all? I said, holy Pokemon. Uh, I, I couldn't tell, and I needed it. Like, I watched this one time with my daughter. I, I think he turns in the trackers, actually, like the tile tracker, but I'm not positive. Okay, wait, I'm watching this. This is Razorcrest. That's the, the style of uh, ship, uh, pre-Empire ship that the Mandalorian flies. 
So it wasn't too off. I put razor crust. Uh, okay, did you catch them all? Uh, he says, uh, he, he, got, he says, I don't take Imperial credits. They're not worth, they're worthless. Uh, yeah, we get the idea that times are tough. Uh, so we get paid 50% in calamari flan, calamari flan cargo gets offloaded. Uh, he says, what jobs do you have? Three bail jumpers, water smuggler. Uh, we I can hear a little bit about the guild here. The, there's a lot of competition that are, you know, non-trades people uh charging you know non-guild rates uh we learned the highest bounty is five thousand which isn't even enough to pay for gas uh but he does have a puckless job uh this is carl weathers we do deep pockets we hear the term chain code a few times uh in chit uh, i don't know what this one is uh no chain code here's the chit uh out sh- showers uh I don't know what that means, but he starts walking through the village. Uh, it was 1330. There's a, he walks past a dude. I put nice hat, yo. Uh, so that's worth catching. So moving into this part of the episode and kind of, uh, I really like, uh, enjoyed. And it was in an unexpected way that, uh, and I don't know if a lot of people played like, uh, role-playing games, either on a computer or in person. Uh, but particularly like in, in on, a, on a computer, when you're playing by yourself, this is like a f- important sequence of uh, you're in the village and you go meet with the guild, you get some jobs, and then you go, you make a couple other stops, right? So I really liked this sequence. It just really reminded me that this show also has kind of this like fantasy element to it too. Uh, knock, knock on the door. Why choose a pinky box? Droid legs. Uh, why choose a pinky? wonder what that means. Uh, maybe I'll see in a minute. There we see a box droid on legs. Uh, uh, clear, uh, was it Imperial? Uh, then we see worn down, dirty stormtroopers. Uh, and uh, they say, what in the Werner? Uh, holy cow. Uh, holy Herzog, which is great. Uh, I think his name's Grief Cargus, maybe. I uh, said you were coming. Oh, no, that's Carl Weathers' character, Grief Cargus, I think. Here's the bar sequence. A little bit less dark on uh, uh, this one. <laughs> you just said, did you catch them all? The holy Pokemon. It is the tracker, it looks like. So uh, to me, that means uh, that we must all have... Uh, like at this planet, everyone has a chip, I guess, and a, um, whatever that other one is, code. Uh, what do they say? Code block or whatever chain code. Um. So let's see. Best in the parsec. We meet Doctor Pershing. Lacks decorum, according to Werner. Uh. Oh, there's Holy Herzog. I did write that. I like the odds. Uh. We learned that the Mandalorian was so a really good establishing character in within the Star Wars kind of nods because he says, geez, I like these odds. Uh, doesn't like droids. He, he shows off, oh, uh, I think Werner Herzog, Herzog's character is named uh, the client, I believe. Uh, but he, he shows some real Beskar steel. He says, go get the asset. Uh, 
they talk about pragmatism, no puck, uh, tracking fob, and the last four digits of the chain code, which is your date of birth. Uh, uh, so that's like a convenient if you're, but, but uh, uh, so this, the, the assets chain code is 50 years old. Uh, more Beskar, where that's uh, coming from. And uh, the, the Herzog's character loves Mandalorian. He says it'll be good for this Beskar to be back in the hands of a Mandalorian or something. And restore the natural order of things. Uh, so that was cool. Let me see here. They're going through the city. Jawas, maybe that was something. We do see some Jawas. I don't know. I said something about a pinky, though. Okay, he's walking through the village. Here comes the dude with the hat. He's going to, yep, there he is, guy with the big hat. Uh, and Mandalorian looks pretty cool. I haven't seen it with, uh, when I was watching on my TV, it was very dark. Uh, my TV might be too dark. Um, got one of those magic eye doors. He shows like a chit or an ID card. Uh, Looked like the 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 um, ring doorbell it was part organic and part real. Uh, there's a droid waiting at the door. He follows the droid, I guess. Maybe his pinky was out. I don't know. Maybe I was wondering if he's left-handed. It's a two-legged droid instead of a rolling one. Uh, door opens. We see these rough-looking uh, these stormtroopers say clearly the fall of the empire. Oh, grief, G-R-E-E-F, uh, according to the subtitles. Uh, okay. Oh, when he leaves the room, there's one last look to the stormtrooper. We see more of the city. We get more role-playing game type feel action. Because uh, I really like the sequence. Because he goes into the Mandalorian, goes into a basement. Uh, we hear some surf guitar. And he goes into, like, their hangout. Like, uh, we see a couple of Mandalorians on the left, one on the right. The two on the left are playing a game. Uh, some helmets have antennas, uh, some don't. Then we see possibly the Mandalorian goddess, uh, like the face of the goddess. Uh, we go into this, like, temple, forged temple uh, with a silver metalsmith or something. I guess the Beskar Smith, uh, they nod to one another. He turns in, so there's like a tithing almost. Like he turns in the cash and the Beskar steel. Uh, they talk about the Great Purge. Good that this is back with the tribe. Uh, has your signet been revealed? That's a mysterious thing to me. This is why I don't want to read anymore. Uh, good, she says. Uh, does she say Podrick is in order? I don't know. That's what I wrote. It, it sounded like it. Uh, we'll get there eventually. Uh, some images. Uh, then, oh, there's like a flashbacks. Uh, she talks about a, the, the, this, like the leftover steel. We'll go to the foundlings. Oh, this was a flashback uh, where we see him. Uh, presumably, everyone's in red robes. Uh, then he upgrades his armor, only one piece. So again, this is like very cool. Like he gets one shoulder piece of new armor, and clearly the Speskar steals something. There's something to it. I mean, it. Uh, uh, then there's a zoom uh, on him. Then the next planet comes up is Bad Badlands. Uh, uh, oh, he's walking, carrying his uh, uh, like his tool. 
And I said, he must have really strong forearms because he's carrying this long thing. Uh, his left hand, the fob's in his left hand. So I don't know if he's uh, left-handed or not. Uh, then he's looking through something, it's a 6.15, like a binox. Uh, he meets a horse who tries to kiss him. And not far behind the horse comes a new friend who says uh, they have spoken. And this kind of looked like it's a famous person's voice, but it almost like like seemed like maybe uh, it uh, like the, the character was based on like at least they had the haircut of Ron Perlman or how I expect like the facial hair of Ron Perlman to be. Uh, but it's not Ron Perlman's voice. So it did throw me off for, for like two or three watches. And then I said, OK, I knew whose voice it was. And then I said, OK, I can roll with this now. Okay, so now he's going into the temple, which is a cool part. Uh, I just want to see what the dialogue that I didn't understand was. Since I didn't have, this is the first time I watched it, it was subtitles. Uh, so the forge, forge the, the black blacksmith, uh, uh, metalsmith, silversmith, uh, they nod. Uh, they sit for across from one another. He gives over the cash. It looks like all of it, uh, and the steel, but it might not be all of it. He's four calamari flan coins or whatever. It ga- gathered in the great purge, uh, good back with the tribe. Yep. A pauldron would be in order. Has your signet been revealed? No, not yet. Uh, soon. Uh, then I go take the metal, get to work uh, making this armor. So, a little sequence there. It kind of showing that kind of like that there's a religious or faith significance, probably, too. It feels a little bit like the house of black and white in uh, GOT. Uh, we see something getting cast, uh, and then a zoom. Now I think it's flashback time. Extremely generous. Excess will sponsor many foundlings. That's good. I was a foundling once. Uh, yep, no doubt about it. I knew that. Uh, yeah, then we see the foundling. Uh, we say, okay, which I think helps moving forward into the next episode. Uh, or maybe, I don't know, episode three. We'll see if it... Uh, uh, how it impacts uh, the plant, whatever the mantle, wherever the choices Mandalorian's going to make. Also, Mandalorian's got a sweet, sweet cape. Uh, I mentioned that somewhere. Okay, let me get back to it. Uh, okay, six fifteen. Oh, the horse buddy. They go back to his place. Uh, they have spoken. Windmill. Uh, there's some exposition and joking. Uh, then there's kind of a training sequence. Uh, like then we learn that this character also has a lot of Mandalorian love, uh, uh, and something Mandalorian love and Mifflauser yo get to it. Uh, I don't even know what that means. Mandalorian love and uh, my Fowser yo get to it. Yes, you did it. Uh, so I don't know. That's interesting. Let's uh, check it. Uh, says, okay, let's train you on the horse. I mean, that's the horse training sequence. Uh, I have spoken. Uh, this is the joking sequence here. Training. Uh, 
Uh, get, you know, come on. I saw you were a Mandalorian. Okay. Oh, Mythosaur. I think that's maybe what it says uh, that I couldn't read. Yeah, Mythosaur. Yo, your, your ancestors rode the Mythosaur. Uh, get to it. Yes, you did it. Uh, then there's journey music. Uh, is a journey to kind of find the uh, assets. There's it almost look like stop motion. So I, again, I haven't read anything about this, but uh, it was either there's some sequences in both these episodes that feel like stop motion, even if it's motion graphics, uh, which was cool. Dude won't take any pay. He goes, "There's no peace till everybody's gone." Plus, you know, I've heard all these stories of Mandalorians always wanting to meet one and hang with one. So he says, peace out, I've spoken. Oh, that's when we see the Mandalorian's cape. It looks really good. He crawls to the edge. Uh, edge. Uh, I didn't know if he had gaiters on or boots. Uh, I couldn't tell. Now he has a telescope. Before he was using his scope, so I don't know if his scope on his thing is removable. He looks down. There's lots of crew down there. He has two-tone gloves, by the way. We see a readout 97479. Uh, then there's a bounty droid, which uh, is, again, it actually it seems like a practical effect. I don't even know if it's so good of motion graphics, uh, or maybe I just can't tell. Uh, but it looks like a lot of effort went into the motion of that thing. It's an IG droid. Like IG-88 was originally the most famous one. Uh, the bounty droid says, subparagraph 16 of the Bondsman Guild Protocol Waiver. You got to give up your assets. And all the uh, uh, crew says, we'd rather give up our A double. You know, we're not going to give up our asset. We're going to give up our A double, you know, bounty buns. Uh, Mandalorian says, who is this fool droid? Uh, very spinny. Um, said asset. I liked that. The Mandalorian has a big sigh. IG units stand down. We get an armor test of the new armor. Works great. Uh, he says, I'm in the guild. Uh, creaky dulcet droid. That's what I put. Uh, great voice on that droid. Very creaky dulcets. Uh, so much, you know, let's work together. Maybe, maybe not. Looks like there's a king-size bed in the middle of the, um, the, what do you call that? The, the square or whatever. Also red barrels, which uh, usually get used in uh, these uh, things, but they didn't get used in this one. No surprise. Give me the fob. Let's split it and we'll regroup. Uh, as long as I get the re reputation points, the droid says, which again reminded me of that thing. Uh, uh, reputation merits. Uh, alert, alert, alert. That was funny. More action. Uh, more IG stop motion feel movement. Uh, love the motions. Uh, then it, it says I got to do some self care for a little while. Uh, the Mandalorian tries to hot wire the door. No dice. Uh, oh, this is worth it. If you're on your third or four watch of this, go to thirty one thirty, right around thirty one thirty four. Like they're having like a like a dance off or whatever. Someone, I listened to it twice. Someone yells Hakuna Matata uh, right around 31, 34. Definitely listen. They say Hakuna Matata. I thought that was funny. I think uh, uh, Pined Ha 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 Hell New Plan. Uh, very Western and video game like. Oh, it reminded me of a video game. Uh, 
that the second edition came, or the second, the sequel came out recently about redemption, um, Red Redemption, it's called Red Big Farm Redemption, uh, video game sequence, uh, something, Kermitel Wiring Heroics. Let's see. Basically, Mandalorian makes some moves. Uh, they get in, they take out everybody, like the sequence from the video game and the dance-off. Uh, then they get the door open, which is cool. There's sound effects. Uh, we see a small cradle uh, with a toy from the Muppet Babies in there. Big cute, that's what I put. Uh, uh, they must have, oh, this is a question. Uh, again, again, I'm proposing this. Do they have two, because they have a discussion of the IG droid and the Mandalorian. And it makes me wonder if they have two different um, clients, uh, which would make it even cooler. And also now the flashbacks kind of make a little bit more sense. Uh, there's like this E.T. finger move moment because uh, uh, the Mandalorian sends the IG droid away uh, to the big farm, kind of. I mean, it seems like the IG droid would be back. Uh, uh, but you never know. Then there's credits music, which I love. Absolutely, the credits music and the credits are amazing. Uh, and there's so there's this amazing music, and then the paintings. Uh, there's eleven paintings, I believe, um, at the end of the episode. And uh, yeah, it's like worth multiple watches. Uh, see, Man- Mando hanger. My handwriting's really bad on that. So let me see. I think it must be the last one. Oh, we saw the Mandalorians hanging out playing games. That was it in one of the paintings. And that is how the episode comes to a conclusion. I'm just watching it now. The case is you're checking the Muppet Baby toy. Uh, he says, uh, this is when we say they have, uh, I, I, wanna, I, I think they probably have different clients. Uh, Mandalorian says, I'll take this one. Um, and Hydrodroid takes a nappy poo. And now we have the ET finger movement. It's cooing, it says. Uh, yeah, one last wide or medium uh, image uh, of uh, uh, ET f- finger touch to touch. And yeah, then it's uh, the paintings, which is a really cool. Yeah, let's see. There's a. Uh, Oh yeah, there's. I mean, we'll see what uh, what these paintings sold. They're very um, like uh, um, whatever they're like, pulp fictiony out of the novels and stuff. All right, let's run through some of the uh, research here. First thing is chit, C H I T. Don't you know? No, C H I T is what I said. Uh, which according to the Cambridge Dictionary is a noun, C H I T. A note giving information or showing a sum of money that is owed or has been paid. Uh, yeah, it's uh, in the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, some uh, a chit, you know, after your flight or a chit for the dry cleaners. Oh, it can also mean young and silly. Uh, show how much money you owe. And that's it. So that's chit. Uh, now, Puck, this is another thing that came up. Uh, I said, oh, what about Puck? Uh, 
couple pucks. Uh, so let's start with uh, Wikipedia puck from folk folklore, uh, also known as uh, Robin Goodfellow, domestic, uh, nature sprite, or fairy, or not great uh, friend. The etymology, according to Wikipedia, is uncertain. It was in it was Paca in Old English or Puka, uh, Pucky Puki in Old Norse, uh, Puke in Swedish, uh, P-U-K-E. I mean, I'm sure it's pronounced differently. Uh, Welsh, Cornish, Irish, uh, and it could, so it could, it could they're not sure. Uh, uh, Oxford English Dictionary favors the Scandinavian. Yeah, but there's uh, there's also alternative names: Robin Goodfellow, Hob. Maybe that's where Robin came from, uh, which is Robin Goodfellow in a couple of different plays. Uh, Shakespeare may have gotten it from other uh, authors, uh, maybe some Spanish authors. Uh, so, uh, characteristics: uh, Is it a trickster? Oh no! If you had the knack, a puck might do mi- minor housework for you. Needlework, butter churning. Oh, but knavish tricks. So this is a bit like the cat in the hat or um, a lot of these. Uh, you got to leave uh, pucks, small gifts, gifts, uh, glass of milk or treats. Um, yeah, but they, you know, they could be up to no good. They're lonely, uh, so they definitely are looking to f- uh, f- uh, acquire friends. Uh, Shakespeare's characterization, shrewd and knavish. Uh, May have revived flagging interest in Puck. That's from A Midsummer's Night Dream uh, in literature as early as the 16th century and all the way to, uh, I guess there's, uh, oh yeah, they're even in the new Amazon series, Carnival Row. I haven't seen that yet, but it says it there. So that's one kind of Puck. Uh, What about a hockey Puck? I don't really know too much about him. I mean, one of my roommates was a hockey player. It's a disc of vulcanized rubber uh, using games just like a ball, ice hockey. Uh, also referred to as a flat ball. It used to use balls, uh, but 1870, they used flat pucks of wood or rubber uh, to keep it from leaving the rink of play. They were made first by slicing a ball, then trimming the disc square. The Victoria Hockey Club in Montreal is credited with making the first round pucks. Uh, flat ball comes from old England. Uh, the origin of puck is uh, unsure. Uh, it could be a cognate of poke uh, used in the game of hurling. Uh, a Scottish Gaelic puck or Irish puck uh, to poke or, or hit, hit, hit uh, you know, ball. So there's variations, but the standard is a six ounce, 170 gram gram hockey puck, or four ounce, 110 for training, or sometimes people use heavier um, ones. Uh, then there was like in the 90s, they tried to colorize pucks uh, so people would watch more hockey. I don't know if this is when I had my internship. It was like the only time I watched a lot of hockey was when I had an internship. Uh, uh, which like uh but uh that was in the nineties I guess. Uh both those things. So and then there was a smart puck uh, that a uh, fox used to, to track it and make it easier. And uh yeah. 
major manufacturers of pucks uh, are in Canada, Russia, Czech Republic, and China, China and Slovakia. So that's a little bit about pucks. How about that? There's also pucks in roller hockey and under, wait a second, underwater hockey. Yeah, this is why we do the research. An underwater hockey puck, uh, uh, it it differs and it has a lead core uh, to sink into a swimming pool. Wait, there's a game called underwater hockey. Let me, I'm sorry, I got to make a, yep, there's pictures of it. doesn't look like regular hockey, though. It's a limited contact sport, mainly in the UK. Octopush, it's also called. Yeah, I would. I, I guess I wouldn't mind playing this game. It started in 1954. I mean, talk about... Uh, uh, yeah, so that's just... You learn something new every day. I mean, strange truth is stranger than fiction. People really play underwater hockey. I don't know. I'm trying to find out... Uh, Octopush, Crystal Palace Pool, London. There's a picture of that. Uh, 66. I don't know if it's still going on, though. 1980. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I guess 2009. So there's something new. Okay, next is the term guild gets used. Uh, so I thought I'd, uh, like, of course I'm going to use that to, to use a jumping off to talk about something else. But the guild is usually an association of artists or merchants who oversee the practice of their craft or trade in a particular area. Uh, they, like, uh, they usually operate in a single city, cover a single trade, kind of like a professional association or trade union, uh, but also has our, uh, aspects of a cartel or secret society. Sometimes needed grants or letter letters, patents uh, from a monarch. Um, uh, they could have guild halls, uh, guild meeting places, and uh, guild members were the only ones allowed to sell their goods or practice their skills within a city. A lot of good fiction, uh, you know, is written on with the guilds. But one of my favorite pieces that really uh, led to this podcast, only, I mean, not content-wise, but inspiration-wise, uh, what's the web series, The Guild, which I don't want to ruin it. I mean, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but you should just look it up. Uh, it was uh, uh, created and written by Felicia Day, uh, who plays Codex, uh, Sid. It started in YouTube in 2007, ran until 2013, uh, follows the Knights of Good. And uh, I guess, I don't know if I've seen the, these more recent seasons. I thought I would like... Uh, I maybe saw season five, or maybe I'm getting five and six confused. But uh, really, when I saw season one and two, uh, maybe like maybe when season two or season three were running, I was trying to write a YouTube comedy with two other people. One of the people refused to watch the Guild, uh, uh, but I said, like, I just use it as like, say, this is possible to make something and put it out in the world, write something. And then produce yourself, and then to produce something which, in Felicia Day's case, was amazing, uh, uh, like just very funny, great characters. Uh, so do yourself a favor if you've never watched uh, the Guild, uh, watch it. Uh, I, I guess, and you'll fall in love with uh, all the characters, and then you'll know a lot of the performers. Uh, so yeah, do yourself a favor, check out the Guild. 
I'm sure it's still on YouTube. Um, what else? Oh, Pokemon. I don't really know a lot about Pokemon, believe it or not. I think that's what you got to catch them all. Uh, we, it's been around uh, since in like in 1995. Uh, uh, humans are Pokemon trainers, and they got to catch uh, the Pokemon. Yeah, which you got to catch them all. Uh, it began as Pokemon Red and Green, then Red and Blue, which were games for the original Game Boy. Uh, and then it became a media mix franchise, uh, highest grossing media franchise of all time, ninety billion. Holy, uh, second best selling video game series behind Mario, three hundred forty million billion mobile downloads. It has a Pokemon. Uh, go which is super popular i haven't played that but uh just because of my addictive personality uh, you know i had the harry potter one i had to delete that uh, i had the movie come out uh that it was supposed to be really good i was gonna go see it and i didn't uh did pokemon De- detective pikachu so you know i'm trying to think it had a super bowl ad a super bowl 50 let's see there's been yeah Animated series, television specials, uh, televisions and film, a theatrical performance, a musical, a trading card game, trading figure game, uh, music. Uh, oh, wait, there's a, okay, hold on. Most importantly, I guess there's a theme park. Oh, it's a traveling theme park. Uh, both are closed, one in Japan and one in Taiwan, 2005, 2006. Uh, that would have been cool. So I missed out on that. Okay, but that's 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 a little bit about Pokemon. Okay, what else can we get through here? Well, let's uh, hovercraft. I'll just mention uh, that's an air cushion vehicle. I always dreamed of having or riding on a hovercraft. Yeah, uh, uh, they can try. They're amphibious. Uh, uh, they use blowers to put a large volume of air below the hull and air cushion uh, that's above af- atmospheric pressure. And, you know, I looked at the G.I. Joe one. I also just would see people like, uh, it was kind of like a jet ski, like a personal hovercraft. I dreamed, like, when I was, like, a kid of having my own personal hovercraft. Uh, I don't think they ever really caught on, like, wide scale. Uh, they are still used uh, for travel. Uh, civilian, non-commercial, uh, they're used. So there's an extensive uh, Wikipedia article about them. So it's pretty cool. To, if you want to learn more about hovercrafts, Cash Cab. This is one of the people I get compared that I look like, Ben Bailey, the host of Cash Cab. Uh, I've seen ads for it or, or, or clips from it. I've never seen the show. I just don't have a lot of time to watch any television, but, uh, it's been going since 2005 to 2012, and then new seasons in 2017 and 2018. Oh, no, it says Ben Bailey. I don't know, but Ben Bailey. Oh, no, it was revived. Yeah, Ben Bailey. It's part of a global cash cab franchise that started in the UK. Yeah, so uh, let's see. There was a spinoff cash cab after dark. I wonder who they got that idea from. So that's another thing. I, I don't know if I necessarily, I guess people say I look like Ben Bailey. Even, not even like when I, at my old job, people used to say that. I can kind of see, see it, uh, uh, but uh, I don't know. Uh, he's got nicer hair than me for sure. And then someone actually tweeted to both of us recently. Um, 
Ian said, because uh, I think he was having trouble falling asleep. Uh, so, And that was unrelated to looks, so I thought that was funny. Okay, so let's talk about vestibules last. If you live in New York or Chicago, those are the two places I've seen vestibules. And when I lived in New York, uh, I always thought it was cool how almost instantly when it got cold or before it got cold, these vestibules, which was like uh, they would be outside of all the restaurants and bars or a lot of them. And this is a core question. Why do many New York City restaurants have plastic box-like extension and plastic doors at their entrances? And it's because uh, so the cold air doesn't get let in. Uh, but it turns out it's like it went a little deeper. So Eater has an article about it, uh, how restaurants stay warm in the w- winter, investigating the vestibule that keeps out the cold. And they talk about how, you know, they like, uh, there's like usually a heater in there. Uh, so you go in from the cold into a nice warm restaurant and it's very hospitable, uh, hospitable. Uh, let's see. Winterizing can change in a dining experience. No one wants to sit close to a drafty door. Uh, narrow vestibule erected on the sidewalk. Some cities prefer one style over others. Acrylic and vinyl ones are a fascination in New York. Yeah, you know, I, I've seen them in Chicago. I don't know if I've seen them anywhere else. Uh, New York's obsession with vestibules is what this article is about. Uh, and it just talks about it and the heating elements. Uh, and actually, I guess there's a New Yorker article from 2005. Ian Parker. Uh, so it's really interesting vestibule season. They average about 2,400, but they can go up to 25,000 and local laws. I'll think link to another article, but yeah, there's even laws uh, two years ago. Uh, let's see. Uh, it may be a, a restaurants, temporary ones. Uh, let's see. Vestibules, uh, yeah, you know, local laws maybe pay a play a role in not in keeping them out. I don't know. I think it's a great idea because so, I mean, especially in New York where no one drives, it's like uh, it's nice to just get really warm. Uh, I don't. Does it matter? It matters. I think so because then you don't have to have. Uh, you only need one door to the restaurant. Uh, so yeah, it's a little bit about vestibules and a little bit about episode one of the Mandalorian. Good night. All right, I want to thank everybody that became a patron recently. Uh, Michelle, Lo uh, Leslie, Clo. Thanks, 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 and good night. Uh, Sharon, Kara, uh, and David. Thanks, 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 and good night. Paul and Charles. Thanks, 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 and good night. Uh, Jesse, Emily, and Summer. Thank you. Thanks, 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 and good night. Sarah, Jesse, and Tori. Thank you. Thanks, 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 and good night. Uh, Anna, Claire, and Rin, thanks, 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 and good night. Uh, Steve, uh, Smack, uh, and Nancy, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Rain, Catherine, and Danielle, thank you, thanks, 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 and good night. Jess, uh, Sarah, and Francis, uh, uh, thanks, 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 and good night. Misa, Paul, and Chris, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Tom, Kate, and Joaquin, thanks, 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 and good night. Hayden, Alec and Kate, thank you. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Zachary, Brooke, and Joseph, thank you. Thanks, thanks, and good night. And Sophia and Diana, thank you. Thanks, thanks, and good night. 
so thanks everybody who supports the show on Patreon. Sleeping Me actually exists as a free podcast because people that support the show through the sponsors, uh, through Patreon, merch, live shows, and stuff like that. That's how we're able to keep it free for everybody. So thank you. And uh, like Sleeping Me Grows is a, a podcast because everybody that goes out of their way to share about it. So I also very, very much appreciate that. And uh, there's also a podcast I'd like to let you know about right now from Night Vale Presents. All right, everybody, this is a week in review or week or month in review, actually. Uh, this comes at the end of Sleep With Me. And uh, I think from now on, I'll just put it in the bonus feed of Sleep With Me Plus, unless there's like an update uh, that's pressing. So if you're on Sleep With Me Plus, make sure, you know, you can all, you can do everything from the main page at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. If you log in, uh, once you go to that page, you'll have access to all of your podcasts uh, uh, from Sleep With Me Plus. You could change your payment method, change your membership, join the Discord. All that happens just on that one page. It's just two clicks to add your podcast, your podcast app. And depending on what tier you're on, you have access to three or four uh, Sleep With Me Plus podcasts. So make sure to do that. That's at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. And if you're listening to the free show... You may have heard me in other messages. We're really looking right now for one um, percent uh, of listeners to support the show, who listen to the free podcast on a regular basis. Uh, it'll change the trajectory of sleeping me for you and ninety nine other people. Uh, but you also get all the sweet stuff I'm going to talk about. I also encourage the sleeping me plus listeners to have a dedicated podcast app just for sleep with me plus content. Uh, and then keep your whatever podcast app you use for your daytime podcast and just try out a new app. There's tons of great free podcast apps out there. But yeah, I'm going to run through Sleep With Me Plus, uh, what's come out in the past month. I'm going to start with the bonus episodes uh, in the bonus feed. And uh, looks like the last episode that came out was uh, Tea With Bernie. That was April 27th. That's this new series that people really love. Welcome to Scooterville. And that's a posty special edition episode. Uh, then we had a bonus episode, depending on what the boar friends and boar besties, uh, where I talk about the video game Space Quest and play it. Uh, then on April 13th, we had another Welcome to Scooterville episode, Underground Picnic Munch episode. So, and then a Fearless Flyer episode came out in the, at the end of March. So a lot of cool stuff. Uh, May will have stuff and then subscriber summer stuff uh, coming out in the all intro and all night episode podcast uh, for those people, boar friends and boar besties. Uh, we uh, were trying, we tested out like this new thing without theme music and uh, got great feedback on that. So thank you everybody that upgraded to an annual pledge or took advantage of that uh uh, thing we're doing so yeah we had all intros come out on may 2nd uh an all night episode came out um that's all night um wait it comes out tonight uh today's thursday then i'm recording this yeah so that comes out tonight all night uh tng and cut new idea there if you listen to that um i think we have one more one or two more all night tng episodes to do 
then we had a couple all intro episodes uh, come out uh, May 2nd, uh, April 18th, uh, uh, April 11th was All Night Make Great Pets. Uh, all Night Intro on April 3rd. April, March 20th, and Make Great Pets Part 1 on March 13th. Uh, then the story-only feed and in the ad-free feed, uh, both of those. We had uh, Sushi Go, board game unboxing, came out last night. Uh, our watch of Bring It On, uh, Part 2, came out on Sunday. And it wasn't until <laughs> after these episodes were, like... Uh, that I learned that it was, oh, an, not another teen movie, that uh, the, the parody part from Bring It On, that the phrase that got stuck in my head is from, it only took three different episodes about Bring It On for me to find out. <laughs> wasn't in any of the episodes of Bring It On. But a great time to reflect on Bring It On, and I didn't realize that uh, Kirsten Dunst would be, like, uh, back in the spotlight in a cool way. So cool cool timing uh, for that. Uh, then we had Alba Salix, episode three came out, Fairy Cake Woods, uh, Multiplex, Cuckoo for Cuckoo, 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 Cuckoo for Cocoa, Cuckoo for Cuckoo Clocks, uh, episode seven. Our Matrix crossover with the Novelizers came out April 24th. April 21st was Birds and Buds, uh, which was Alba Salix episode two. I've been getting a lot of emails from people that really like the Alba Salix content. And again, again, some people are not every episode's for everybody. Uh, and that's usually what happens is uh, like uh, for every three episode, uh, emails I get, that's somebody's favorite episode. I get one email that was somebody's least favorite episode. That's just kind of the way it works with uh, stuff. That's why we work so hard as a team to um, invest the time to be able to keep this all this selection going and even adding on selections. But if you really believe in Alba Salix, uh, we are paying them uh, to use their content. So uh, consider uh, supporting the show or uh, like being like, okay, like let me become an annual supporter because that's going to enable us to do that. We're, we're, we're doing all three seasons of Alba Salix, so uh, as we roll on from here. So, um, and yeah, and then uh, Multiplex Episode 6, Bring It On Part 1, and then Bring It On Intro, and then the Bring It On Intro. So that's everything we did in the past uh, month or so. If you want to support the work we do here, uh, consider supporting the show on Sleep With Me Plus, uh, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. If you're not into position to financially support the show, but you want to support the podcast, there's two great ways to do that. Check out our sponsors, test out a sponsor, test out a free trial, or refer people to the show. We just had two people across uh, the three referral uh, threshold, which gets them three months of ad-free and story-only podcasts. So consider doing that. Thanks so much.